This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Drew here from Micro. Uh, Just doing a really quick, short plug, kind of maybe a plea for you to uh, rate and review us on whatever streaming service you use. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, hit the five stars. Hopefully five would be nice. And then if you have time, leave a short review. This is like one of those things that really actually does help people find us. It makes a big difference. We would super appreciate it. Thanks so much. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. Portraits and Pargo, Fisherman and Faith. Today's episode examines what's left behind by others, how significance changes and legacy becomes myth. With vibrant detail and a gothic tone, This first piece paints an unexpected picture of the artist herself. It's called Her Self-Portrait. It was written by F.E. Clark and published by Matchbook. Enjoy. Her Self-Portrait. Eternal essence is what she claimed to capture. Ground down, boiled up, she mixed her own lush pigments. She of the silver-white star grit, grain of sternum and cuspids, deep swirling purple offal of the secrets within, the clotted red of her lover's lifeblood. She of the depths, beyond acceptability, beyond humanity she dwelt, bone dust in her hair, draped in webs of viscera, Casting lightnesses into the night. Can we still breathe the dark sweet spice? Putrid, fading in memoriam, lathed upon the canvas. Or have the final degenerating keepsake atoms of those she loved beyond all others been snuffed up by a thousand thousand freak show junkies? We will never know the identities of all she painted. Sold to private collections, rotting visages kept in velvet black. Serial myth, killer legend. Her self-portrait, framed posthumously, the most notorious of all her works. Viridian spores, rusting matte, crumbling grey adipocere. Here, see the artist herself. From the amalgam of DNA, it is said that she did not go alone.
F.E. Clark lives in Scotland. She does not paint portraits. You can find her on Twitter at F.E. Clark Art or on her website at feclarkart.com. In case you haven't noticed, the micro team loves a good river story. Not only is this piece by Tara Lynn Massey set by a river with teeth, bones, and swept away jeeps, but it's also written from a hypothetical perspective. It's called If You Had Stopped, and it was published in Press 53. Enjoy. If you had stopped. Maybe you saw me as you left the beach, as you passed by on the highway. I was the woman holding up the fresh pargo by the side of the road. Maybe you saw how hot I was, standing in the sun, trying to sell the red snapper from my cramped hands, fish caught by my husband at the mouth of the Parita River you just rafted down. You see, his family got swallowed by the river too many times. His land is now as barren as a dried-up, dusty riverbed. Nothing grows there, just tumbled rocks. If you had stopped, I would have given you the best fish you ever tasted. I would have told you how to build a fire pit on the next beach you travel to, how to line it with banana leaves, how to roast the pargo on a stone. You would have agreed, as you picked around the thorny skeleton, that it was worth the stop. But you did not stop. Maybe you read my hand-lettered cardboard sign as a warning, or maybe you didn't want fish bought on the street, handled and held up by my hands. Maybe you don't even like fish. Maybe you don't know how this is all we can do for ourselves, since our river takes everything away. If you had stopped, I might have told you about Silver, my husband of ten years, who bottom fishes over reefs and wrecks. He looks for clean water where the pargo lives. His farmer hands are looking like skin from the mangrove crocodiles, scarred from the hard fishing lines that cut like the razor teeth of the pargo he hunts. He has no gloves. The river took them. If you had paid for our fish, you might have noticed my wrist as it wrapped newsprint, carefully avoiding the spiny fin around the fish body, the petal bruise tattooing the soft underbelly of my skin, impressed by the desperate silver trying to pull me into submission. This road I stand by can look like a river in the pressing heat. As I wait and sweat, no water to drink, the asphalt shimmers with airy waves of heat. They mimic the sun's patterns where it sends itself through water waves down to the bottom of the sea, which I have swum to in better times. The road keeps us safe and dry, for El Parita crests its banks now almost yearly. We have nowhere else to run to, the mountains far away, so when we hear the alert we flee to the highway and camp there with a few things we save, watch everything else flow back in the clutch of the sea's gluttonous river arms. Imagine there are whole villages somewhere out there, down where the sunlight ripples, maybe even our people. Some of us get washed away, swept off our feet, or still in rusty cars. Your grandfather is driving eternally, my grandmother told me as one of my bedtime stories, in his old battered Land Rover, trying to find us. Can you hear his horn in your sleep? If you had put this fish meat in your mouth, maybe you would have tasted it all, the broiling river, the metal of pots and pans and foundations, the wet woven clothing, the sewage. 
The rainbow oil and gasoline might have left a film on your tongue, and the bodies of our lost ones might have satisfied your hunger. It is what we taste every evening when we roast and eat what you pass by. Tara Lynn Massey is the author of the award-winning novel, My Real Name is Hannah, editor of the acclaimed Rose Medal Press Field Guide to Writing Flash Fiction, and her latest short story collection, How We Disappear, which includes this microfiction, is forthcoming from Press 53 in September 2022. You can look her up on Goodreads, find her on Instagram at Tara Lynn Massey, or visit her website at taramassey.com. Our third and final piece interrogates the entire world in under two minutes, parsing fact from the imaginary, dust from wine. It's called Epistle on Sand. It was written by Danielle Rose and published in Whale Road Review. Enjoy. Epistle on Sand. I swirl around more facts, that the cell is small, that the tour guide is tall and the effort he exerts to keep his head bowed under the low ceiling can be measured by the volume of sweat beating on his brow. He says that the monks who lived in this cluster of cells did not believe the world was real and I do not believe him. He said their entire existence was a test from God. I try to consider all of these things which are imaginary. Imagine ceiling. Imagine sweat. Imagine tour guide. Can a sacrifice be real if it is not real? That word again, like brass. I bite the end of my pencil and notice the group has moved on into a different cell carved from the same stone, surrounded by the same desert. The tour guide is talking about a monk who is said to have eaten nothing but dust for 40 years. He was said to have collected his tears in a red ceramic cup. I am mesmerized by how the tour guide gasps air like a goldfish while evaluating whether I could sustain myself on faith alone. Outside, the desert smells thick and arid like pond scum or old disappointments. I pull my scarf across my mouth because I cannot imagine how to substantiate wine from these jugs of sand, but still I do. Danielle Rose is the author of At First and Then and The History of Mountains. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Rose Poet. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. 
Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find more of our shows on LitHub, our website at micropodcast.org, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out our new interview series with Kirsten Renault. It's called Five Cues with Kirsten, and it's short, sweet, and they pack a punch. We've got a full transcript of this episode up on our website and subtitles for those who need it on our YouTube page, which you can find on our website as well. Check out the show notes for links to the pieces featured on this episode and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.